Hi Nature Heroes, welcome to season two of Planet Primary. Yes, we had a long break, but we're back now. Yes, Pat, we know you're excited too. Anyway, today we have a jam-packed episode that's all about... Wait, what is today's episode about? Well, Nature Heroes, today's episode is all about fast fashion. Yeah, I agree with Pat. What is fast fashion? Well, fast fashion is basically when clothing stores create clothes for certain fashion trends, only for people to throw them away later. It creates so much waste and is bad for the planet. Oh yeah, Greta Thunberg did an interview on that just a few days ago. You nature heroes should definitely watch it. Yes, you should. Anyway, I'm going to go now. I'm off to Ghana for this week's challenge time. Okay, see you later, Riley. So, as you all know by now, today's episode is all about fast fashion. Well, you know the basics, but there's so much more to it than just clothes being thrown away. Most of the companies that make fast fashion clothing treat workers really poorly. Most of the people who work in sweatshops, as they're called, are from countries in Asia, such as China and Indonesia. Did you know that the average sweatshop worker is only paid around 3 American dollars per hour? Lots of them are homeless and have no other option, or else their families would starve. But the way the workers are treated isn't the only bad thing about fast fashion. There's a reason it's called fast fashion. A big reason why people buy new clothes is for new clothing trends. The aim of fast fashion brands such as Sheen and Forever 21 is to sell things that fit current trends, only for them to be thrown away once that trend is over. Did you know that £140 million worth of clothing ends up in the landfill every year? It's time for you to join Riley in Ghana to learn about the effects fast fashion has on people. Hey Nature Heroes, welcome to Ghana, a continent in Africa. So, as you learned with Izzy, fast fashion has a really bad effect on people and the environment. But, as you know, the clothing can't just disappear. It's got to go somewhere. Here in Ghana, a lot of fast fashion is left here. In fact, a lot of the country is toxic landfill, most of which is clothing that someone might have worn only once. Which is why, when you're buying clothes, you need to be certain you're going to wear it again. If you're not sure how it's going to look on you, try changing room. And if you want to save money and the environment, charity shops are always a good option, especially if they support a charity. And if you're not sure how ethical, which means how good it is for people and the environment, a clothing brand is, search the clothing brand you're thinking of buying from Ethnics. And there should be some reviews there. Oh yeah, I almost forgot, your challenge. Your challenge for this week is to research a clothing brand, see how good it is for people, the planet and if it's ethical or not. Then make a poster about it. Email your poster to challengetime at planetprimarykids.com for the chance to win a shout out next episode. Now time for a quick question. Your question is, how much money spent on clothes ends up in the landfill every year? Is it A, 40,000, B, 1,000 or C, 40 million? The answer is 40 million. 
I know, that is a lot of clothing, which is why we need to cut down on buying fast fashion. Today, we are joined by someone very special. Could you introduce yourself in your project, Sarah? Yes, hi everyone. It's nice to see you and I apologize in advance if my doggies bark because I'm in my house today. Well, I'm in the jungle, but I'm still in my house. Um, I live in Costa Rica and I work with sloths, which is really, really cool and because they're so cute and very, very interesting. But I work for a charity called the Sloth Conservation Foundation. And basically we help save sloths in the wild through lots and lots of different projects um, because we want to keep sloths safe and happy in the wild so we can all enjoy them forever. That sounds great. I really like sloths too. Me too! <laughs> They're really cute as well. Yeah. They're so cute. I love their noses. Their noses are yeah. so cute. I um, did a project about them at school once. Oh, oh did you? Yeah, I did. So you know how cool they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's so nice to meet you. Actually, I'm curious. Could you tell us why you chose to work with sloths in particular? <laughs> Um, it's kind of a funny story because I traditionally, I'm not kind of like a traditional biologist or anything like that. I actually used to be an archaeologist, so it's a little bit different. <laughs> and then I'd always love sloths and because, I mean, come on, why, why wouldn't you love sloths? Yeah. And about nine years ago, I, on a whim, just applied to work with um, at a sloth sanctuary. Um, came down to Costa Rica to do it and I pretty much never left. Um, <laughs> they, I fell in love, even more in love with sloths. I fell into sloth quicksand, as I like to call it, and I got stuck there. But it's, yeah. it's not a terrible thing at all. <laughs> yeah, I've liked them for like kind three of how years. I got into them. And um, I've got yeah. like loads of sloshy and stuff in my room. Um, so oh, how long have you been working with them for? So for nine, for nine years this September. So for nine years, as you can hear, I am also from the UK but I've been living in Costa Rica, away from my family and friends for nine years now. Long time. Yeah, that is a long time. So how many types of sloths are there? So there are two main types. Um, you've probably heard that they're called the two-toed and the three-toed sloth. Yeah. Yeah. But we don't use that name because it's wrong. <laughs> I don't know how it I don't know how it happened, but only in English sloths have been given the wrong name. They should be called two-fingered and three-fingered because all sloths have three toes. Oh, that's you think really we'd cool be able to count, but apparently that. we couldn't. Apparently we couldn't. So yeah, two-fingered and three-fingered are the two main types. And within those types, there's six in total. So there's two types of two-fingered and four types of three-fingered. That's really cool. Um, so what's helping to protect sloths like? Um, it's, it's lots of, um, it's very different every day, which is nice. So some days I'll be doing lots of boring stuff like emails and in the office, you know, not in the jungle with the sloths where I want to be. Want to be. But then some days I'm out in the jungle, tracking the sloths uh, in the wild, walking face first into massive spider webs. Uh, which is never fun, by the way. Uh, getting bitten to death by mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. But it's really cool being out in the jungle and looking for them. Um, and some days we're going to plant trees. Some days I go into schools to do less sloth lessons and conservation lessons. So it's really different every day, which is nice. Um, but yeah, I like most of the time, my favorite thing is to be with the sloths out in the wild. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. 
minus, minus the mosquitoes. Um, yes, so there's actually already two that are very close to going um, extinct. So there's one called the main sloth, which is my new favorite sloth because they look like a coconut. Yeah, they're so cute. And they, they make me laugh so much. I have a picture of one on my wall because every day I look at it and it makes me laugh. Um, they they live only in a, just one forest in Brazil, so it's not a very big area that they live in. And due to like deforestation and poaching, they're considered considered a vulnerable species. And then the pygmy sloth, which is super super cute. Yeah. They're like these little tiny versions of sloths, and you get to see them swimming around everywhere. It's very cool because they live on an island. Um, there's only around a hundred of those left in existence, so they're one of the most endangered animals in the world. But all of the other types of sloths, um, unfortunately, sloths are in lots in a lot of trouble. They're the number one an animal that goes into a rescue center. So um, eventually, within the next ten years, every sloth could be in every type of sloth could be endangered. So it's sad. That's why we've got to help them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what has been one of your best memories of working with sloths? Um, I have a lot and I've got lots of funny stories about sloths because they're all, they all have very different personalities. Um, and I used to take care of them as well. And I think one of my favorite things is like, you have like these really grumpy sloths. Like, you know, you have like really grumpy people and you just like work and work and work with them. And at the end, they, the animals like really love and respect you, which is really special. And the best thing though, is seeing an animal going from really, really sick and you're not sure if it's gonna make it to releasing them back in the wild. That's really incredible. I love doing that. So um, why are sloths in danger? Unfortunately, it's because of one one main reason, which is humans. Um, yeah. As you probably know, humans are causing a lot of problems for many, many types of animals. Um, the biggest problems for sloths, deforestation, so them losing their homes, because obviously we live, live in a tree and we keep chopping them down. Um, roads are a big problem, but the two biggest are power lines. A lot of sloths get electrocuted on the power lines um, in, in Central and South America. And dogs are the second biggest reason. Lots of free roaming dogs attacking sloths, which is very sad. Not the dog's fault either, but <laughs> yeah. poor, poor sloths. They can't really run away from a dog. I have dogs at imagine. home and I, don't, I think they're just like too small and innocent to hurt a sloth. Yeah, so they're like a small yeah. breed, small and fluffy. So I don't think they're oh, to cute. hurt a sloth. Yeah. yeah, we don't really have to worry about the small types of dogs. It's like medium to large breeds, but lots of people just let their animals loose in Costa Rica. So there's lots of dogs running around everywhere. <laughs> and what can we do to protect sloths around the world? So there's a lot of things that you can do. Um, and it's th there's lots of things you can do that help the planet as well. So things like using less water, using less plastic, all of these things help the environment. Um, a really good thing you can do, which sounds kind of weird, is eat less meat. Uh, you don't have to go vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> and this does sound weird because you're not eating a sloth, right? I, I hope not anyway. Uh, <laughs> but basically, a lot of our meat that we eat, it's um, produced in the Amazon rainforest. So the, the people chop down all the trees and they need land for their food to grow as well. So they chop down more trees. So even if you eat like a little bit less meat, like at one day a week or something, it actually helps sloths because less trees will be cut down. So that's a weird one, but it's, it's actually really helpful. Planting trees is very helpful as well. 
lots of things you can do. And just tell fr- your tell your friends that sloths are cool and they need our help. We need yeah. a sloth army to save them. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was great talking with you today, Sarah. Welcome back, Nature Heroes. I think it's time for us to go now. I know, Pat, it's sad, but we'll be back with a brand new episode next Friday. That's right, you don't want to miss it. Anyway, don't forget to do your challenge time. And email it to challengetime at planetprimarykids.com. You could get a shout-out next episode. Anyway, bye, Nature Heroes. See you next week. Bye. Bye, Nature Heroes. I think you need to stop eating beans on toast for breakfast. The neighbours are starting to complain. Riley, we're still recording. Oops. Sorry.